0: In fact, I just sense Pastor Jesse, there's, I got, a, I got a word for you. I mean, there's just a fresh, who already got something from the Holy Spirit tonight, right, just coming here? There's a new, there's a, a fresh anointing upon you, brother, and it's going to manifest himself. in it's a new, dynamic, fresh way for 2021. You walk in that, brother. Amen? Amen. Who, man, aren't you glad you're here tonight online? Wow. In fact, I didn't know Pastor Jesse was going to, I mean, kind of got ruined. He got a little wrecked during worship time. You know, didn't expect that. You know, I I didn't expect that, especially him kind of, you know, preaching and teaching the the word I have for us in our worship time. I think that's good because, you know, and that song, you know, show me, you know, show me. I think, you know, this year is 2020, you know, in fact, I remember opening up the year this year, and I'm just kind of, the memories are flooding back about this year, meaning a year of vision to give clarity. You know, one thing about me that happened for Pastor Joe this past year is, um, you know, when you're getting getting kind of old, you know, the, the 2020 vision kind of gets away from you. And so this is, a, this is a new thing for me. I thought, man, tonight I could probably wear my glasses and it would be like kind of appropriate, right? But for me, you know, the 2020 vision is kind of shit, you know, kind of fading. And so I had to take some, you know, some glasses. How do they look? Looking good? I mean, come on, make some comments tonight. You know, it's New Year's. We're going to have some fun tonight. Is that okay? And plus I'm here. So, you know, that's going to be a whole different dynamic. But the truth is I believe that God wants to bring some clarity, some vision, to what's manifesting in this moment, but also moving into 2021. And uh, I'm talking to a people online, if you're tuning in, I think right now you guys are already on it. I mean, what a great way to start, close this year and heading into 2021 than hearing from the Lord, getting some clarity from the Lord. And we're, you're getting started on the right foot, job well done church, job well done. But you know it's not just tonight, and we're gonna we're gonna keep this thing rolling. January third, you know, we're we're gonna be here nine and ten forty-five. Church happening here online, also on campus, and then we're gonna be kind of Wednesday nights. So we're gonna be obviously thank you all of you if you're if you're here. Sometimes you see the the images and you think we're kind of all huddled together. I want to say thank you guys for social distancing. You know we all have our our little kind of. Quarantine little bubbles by our tables, and I think that's working great. And I appreciate you wearing your mask, and and we're doing our best to be safe. and And God is God is moving in our midst. But to do that, we are going to be kind of when it comes to Wednesday nights, I want to give an announcement. Um, we're going to be postponing Wednesday nights as far as on campus. We'll still be you know having our growth groups or meeting, but more announcements to follow. But when it comes to discerning these times and making sense of everything. The Lord gave me a word for us tonight, and it's gonna be in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. And it's a it's a letter written to the church of, you know, to the Thessalonians from Paul, and it's the conclusion of his letter. It's his last kind of farewell, his last farewell address to this church, his parting remarks. And so tonight we're kind of saying farewell to 2020, and we're kind of receiving 2021. And I think we're going to get some real perspective on um, really the, the signs, the times, giving us some clarity, so we can be aware and what he was speaking to the church and what God wants to speak to us. He wanted to tell the church who they were. He wanted to remind them who they were and how they are to respond, how they are to act. And boy, church, you know how to respond during these challenging times, don't you? There's we, we worship. And so in the scripture here, he tells them, and he, he says this, and, and I'm going to kick off starting in verse 1, and he talks about the day approaching. He's speaking about the day approaching, and he's telling about these challenging times, and he gives them pretty good detail. He says, now concerning the times and seasons, brothers, you have no need to have anything written to you, for you yourselves are fully aware that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. Now, while people are saying there is peace and security, then sudden destruction will come upon them as labor pains come upon a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. But again, hear this, church. But you, but you are not in darkness. For that day, brothers, you will not be in darkness because for that day to surprise you like a thief, you will not be surprised. Now, of course, that day he's talking about, he's talking about the coming of Jesus. He's talking about the second coming. He's talking when Jesus returns. You can read all about that return, you know, and, and you can read about it more in Matthew 24. There's great details about this day, this day that has actually been predicted. And many people say, but yeah, people don't know the day or the hour. And it gives this language that's going to be like a thief of the night and people are going to be in the dark. But yet we just read that, yeah, most people would be in the dark, but the believers, the brothers, the church, they'll be well aware. They'll be ready for the thief. They'll be ready for those seasons, those times. And for some, it will be like a thief of the night. But for others, when you know the thief is coming, when you know a thief is coming in the night, what do you do? You prepare. And I know some of you, when it comes to knowing that there's a thief coming to your house, you are well prepared. You're prepared and he's telling the church to be prepared to discern the times and he gives them this this, this message that we're going to go over tonight and he says these times are going to be like labor pains they're going to be some painful things happening. And when he says when you know these things when you see these things happening you're going to know how to respond. Now look, obviously in our challenging times in this season, how has your response been? There's been so many challenges that have been given to us. You're going to know how to respond. There's going to be like labor pains. This COVID, this pandemic, it definitely feels like a labor pain, doesn't it? And I believe it is one of those labor pains. It is one of those things. I mean, kind of like you know things that are lining up. You know, we have stars and planets lining up at this season of time. I know many of you are thinking this way, aren't we? But then he goes on to tell us this in verse 6. He says, so then, let none of you, let none of us, church, let none of us sleep as others do. But let us keep awake. And he says, use this language. And he says, I want you to keep awake and I want you to be sober. He says, now is not, during these times, now is not the time to be sleeping. Although many of you, after the service, you will be sleeping Maybe not. No way, right? Who's going to make it to midnight? Who's going to make it to midnight, right? Good. Okay. Then I'm, You want me to preach till midnight, right? You want me to just keep, keep bringing it? I'll keep bringing it, okay? Hey, you, you go out there. Get, get the caffeine going if you're at home, okay? But he's saying this. He's saying that the world is asleep. Who is he speaking to? He says, don't be like the world. They're asleep. And what does he mean? What does he mean by sleeping? This is, what he's, this is the meaning of sleeping. He says, I don't want you to be ignorant. I don't want you to be uninformed. I don't want you to be speaking nonsense. He, I don't want you to be not ready. Because many people are, are, are asleep, and he goes into great detail. Well, they're not doing much. They're just kind of waiting around, letting things happen to them. You know, there's a difference between, you know, just responding, right, versus a response. Many of us are learning that nature in, in us. He goes, listen, he goes, but you, he goes, you, since you're part of the day, he goes, let us be sober. Remember, he's talking to the Christians, brethren, those who are aware, those who are heeding this word. We are to be sober-minded. We are to be aware. We're not going to be, you know, in the dark, as he says. He goes, we, and this is how we operate, what we're going to do is we're going to put on the breastplate of righteousness. He then goes on and talks about the armor of God. He goes, the way we respond, we respond in faith, we respond in love, and we put on the helmet for the hope of salvation. Now, this thing about being sober, by the way, it doesn't mean that you're, it doesn't mean that you're not like a, a funny, great, you know, doesn't mean not to be non-humorous. You know, I got to be real with you. My, you know, my kids, my, my wife, they think I'm pretty funny at times. You know, they, they think, they, they do, they do. They, they think Pastor Joe's pretty funny. Anybody else think I'm pretty funny at times? Yeah, yeah, he's a pretty, yeah, thanks, Mark. Yeah, a couple of us think I'm a pretty funny guy. No, that's not, that's not what it means. That's not what that means. He tells them that these are the days, and he's encouraging them to, this is how you to live out your days. This is how you to live out your 2020, and this church is how you're gonna live in 2021. And he encourages them to live in faith. To grab a hold of hope. To walk in love. And he speaks truth into their lives. And I want to speak truth into us for 2021. And he goes on and he says in verse 9, For God has not destined us for wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we are awake or asleep, we might live with him. You know, and I love the charge that Pastor Jesse gave us in our worship time. You know, he 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 charged us with the Apostle Paul was charging the church. He goes, you know, what we're going to be about in twenty twenty one? We're going to be encouraging people. We're going to be encouraging people in the Lord. He tells them, he goes, therefore one and goes, encourage one another and build other one another up, just as you are doing. There's an exception that we're going to do that. And can I tell you, church? Job well done. So many people have given testimonies saying, you know what? I have been so blessed, so encouraged. I'm grateful for Pastor Rick and his teaching that staple, right, every Sunday during this season, during this time. All of our different growth groups, all of our church family, people in the communities. Boy, it's been a great season of outreach and ministry. And we don't stop doing those things. As a church, we don't stop. We are essential, amen. It's been it's been given. We gather, it's so important. He says, do not, do not forsake the assembly of the gathering of the believers. You continue to meet, you continue to encourage one another as you are doing. Now, many of my conversations about 2020, majority of them I have heard. I can't wait for this year to be over. It was an ugly year. I want to do a do over. Move on to 2021. I can't wait to get things back to normal. I can't wait. It's like tonight at midnight, everything's back. (laughs) But everyone quickly is realizing that it's not the case. And yeah, we do want to kind of forget 2020. We do want to kind of move on. But truthfully, that's not the language of the scriptures That's not the language of the Bible. That's not what God commands us. How do we live our days? And I understand this year has been a most challenging year. Tonight, for many of you, is a very, very challenging night. There's been loss of jobs, loss of friends, our security, whether it be in our businesses or, you know, moving forward. There's so many unknowns 2020 has brought us. There's been an increased tension You know, relationally, politically, friendship, families. It's been a very, very, very hard year. People have been battling for their lives. People wrestling with illnesses like never before. I'm not just talking about COVID. We have lost loved ones. But my prayer and my charge and what he's telling them is that listen, do not let 2020 be wasted. There are some valuable lessons that we can be learning right now, critical lessons to be learning that God has been, I pray, that has been growing us to propel us into 2021. There's been so many opportunities for all of us to be more like Jesus this past year, hasn't there? And what a there's more lessons we've learned this year than many of us have learned their whole life, and many of you would agree with me. The Bible calls it sanctification. To be sanctified, to be set apart. And maybe tonight, I believe, and for many of you, everything is saying, "Wow, everything's coming into focus." We're all able to see clearly who I am, my identity, and what God is doing, and what's going to happen moving forward. And how we decide tonight how we're going to respond in twenty twenty one. You know, every great athlete, any great person who's any person who's done anything, you know, that any kind of hardship, you know, it's how they re- they decide today what you are going to do when it hits. You make that decision tonight because maybe we haven't been operating. And there's a reason why he's encouraging them because the truth is he, he's urging them. He tells them these things that he says, listen, as he's cl- the last thing as he closes this letter to them, he goes, listen, I want you all to be patient. <laughs> I want you all to be patient. We're so ready to move on. We're so ready to the next step. But he goes, listen, I want you to be patient. Listen to what he says in verse 14. And he gives them four things if you can catch them. In verse 14. He goes, and we urge you, brothers, admonish the idle. Encourage the faint-hearted. Here's your job description for 2021, right? Help the weak. Be patient with them all. Oh, now, I, are you, is your TVs rumbling? I mean, I see some, did you hear the church rumbling a little bit? Be patient with them all. There's four things he says there. And the first one he says, he goes, I want you to encourage others in the Lord is what he's saying. Especially for those who are not doing well. To be honest, most have not responded well during this season. Most have really, instead of turning to the Lord, there's been almost an opposite effect. And You know what I'm talking about. There's so many that are falling away from the Lord. They're not choosing to trust in the Lord. There's stress, anxiety, and they're, they're, they're medicating themselves. There's And God says, you know, our job is is to go out there and and, and bring them in. To do what Pastor Jesse just shared, that's what we're going to be about. We see others that are struggling, that we're to reach out to them. Not to remain silent. And there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be having hard times. Our role is to comfort them. There's so many people that are wrestling, where is God in all of this? Again, he's talking to the Christians so many people are questioning so many things. So don't be surprised. But our job is to encourage the weak, to lift them up. Support those that are weak. In the, and then he says, not just those in the church, but those who are weak in the Lord, he says. Those who are Christians. You know, during this season, during this pandemic, the people who have been suffering the most are the ones that are, there are many who are just young in the Lord, new to the church, that are kind of on the fringe and because we're unable to meet, those are the ones that really have been suffering so much. I mean, those of you who are seasoned, and you, for some of you, man, you get yourself, i got to be alone with my Bible? I could do that all day long. <laughs> Quiet time with the Lord, and you're thriving. But some people, boy, they haven't developed those disciplines. It's time for us to check in on those people, to encourage them. If you haven't seen faces around to text them, call. That's our role as the body of Christ as we see the day approaching, as we fall into these challenging times. And then he says this. He goes, now listen, not only are you supposed to support those in the church, you got to have patience with everybody. Even those who don't know the Lord. Even those that are on your social media posts that you just drive you nuts. Yes, those people. Be patient with them. You know, all of us, we we have people that are from opposite sides that we have encounters. And that's what's going on here. Is that God is giving you the ability to love everyone. Regardless of how annoying they are. Regardless of how frustrated they make you feel. God says this, as a Christian, as a believer, you have the ability to love difficult people. 2021, you're going to do really, really well loving difficult people. Church, we're going to do really, really well loving difficult people. That's what, that's what he says we are to do. We're to, we're to love them all. Not just the ones that we want to kind of, now the Christians, we used to call it the holy huddle. You know, we were so limited to our circle of influence. Church, it's time for us to expand our borders. You know, I think this whole thing about loving difficult people, I think that some people are, how can they vote for that Trump guy? Well, you kind of got to have the Spirit of the Lord in you, you know? (laughs) You know, we just kind of, we learn how to love all people, you know, and then you you learn how to see past their faults and to love them for who they are. Imagine if we did that, a community, a place, you know? And that's what God's doing. I believe that God's going to be placing new people in your life in 2021. And they're going to be people you would have no idea that you'd ever be hanging out with. You know, I was talking to John Farrell, one of, our, one of our head ushers, on this past Sunday. And he was just really excited about our church. And he goes, you know Pastor, I'm just a baby. i like, what do you mean you're a baby? He goes, I'm a baby here. I mean, what do you mean you're a baby here? He goes, man, because he's new to the church. He goes, man, there's some people here have been here for a really long time. And you know what I love about our church is that there's people of all different ages. You know, we have the full spectrum here. And that's what church is supposed to be about, right? The young, the old, the ones that are in every, every place. That's church. And my prayer for us in 2021, and I believe that God is going to do that. God's going to be putting more people in your life. Maybe the people you've lost patience with. You know, it's kind of been you know, tough being quarantined together for some people. It's been really, really tough. And maybe the person God's going to give you patience with is a person sitting right next to you. Yes. And I believe that. God wants to bring some healing in marriages tonight. Amen? Some of you have been struggling. You may be online. Well, who knows? You might have got a fight right before you clicked online. No, great. Pastor Joe's talking. Yes, that's right. God's, God, if God, you can't, but God can. God can bring forgiveness. God can bring healing. And 2021 is gonna be a it is, it's a time for a, a new you. You know, verse 15 he says this, he goes on, he kind of goes in more detail. He says, See that no one repays anyone evil for evil, but always seek to do good to one another and to everyone. And then he goes on, he challenges them. He's when someone wrongs you, don't repay evil for evil, don't repay evil for evil. And then he goes on in verse 16, he says, Rejoice always, except when it's during a pandemic and the government's been shut down and you've been locked in your homes. <laughs> and you can't come to New Year's Eve service, which is your favorite service. Who is Pastor Joe, this is my favorite service of the year, right? It is for so many. This, we're, and we're going we're to continue to give words. Maybe you have already got a word of knowledge already. Um, we're going to continue to we're have communities and look different. We're going to be safe. But it's true. We're going to rejoice always. It doesn't say that. It says rejoice always. And he continues on to say and pray without ceasing and give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. You know what God's will is for you is to be thankful, to be thankful. You know, Jesus does this all the time. Whenever you read the scriptures, he's always pushing your buttons. (laughs) You know, he's always addressing their issues. You know, many times it makes them uncomfortable you know, and, we, and, in, and that's why worship is so important because show me that you are worthy, right? Because the, the issue is so many of us, instead of worshiping the Lord and, and making him our priority, man, we give work to everything else but God. You know, we, 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 we tend to, and in 2021, my, my prayer, and that's what happens is that God says, oh, you, you do, you, you love me? You love me? What have you been giving yourself to? You know, people tell you know what you worship, it used to be by your checkbook, but now it's your Venmo account, right, or your credit card statement. You know, now you know about what you do or what you follow, your social media about. What, what is it you worship? You know, so many people during this season, when it comes to what they worship, instead of worshiping God, they worship whatever gives them pleasure, whatever comforts them for that season. And for many people, because of the pandemic, all, a lot of that stuff's been stripped away, and that's why you're seeing more suicides, more depression because what they have what they worship has been taking from them things that are more important than God. And let's be real, you don't need to tell anybody who you truly worship. You live it out. You live it by your actions. You know, I'm so encouraged by many of you on social media, those people that are in the midst of their hard times, not being able to spend Christmas together, and they'll say, I'm so grateful for what God has been doing, even though they're living in the most difficult, challenging circumstances. They're choosing to put on that armor of God. Things are being stripped away, and let's be real. Because things have been all stripped away, it hasn't been all that bad in the sense that we've grown so much, we've learned so much. And I mentioned to you, and, and, you know, I started this year speaking about, you know, vision 2020. And I, we talked about how Jesus came and he healed the blind man, right? And he gets the mud, he puts it on his eyes, and his sight was restored. And we talked about that 2020 is going to be a year of refocusing the lenses. A year to get clear vision. And so many of us, we had so many dreams right so many perspectives things that we were contending for and to be honest a lot of it has been stripped away I mean I'm still looking at my lens I'm still focusing my lens I'm trying to see what God is speaking to me and I believe that God is speaking to all of us And he's speaking to all of us he's saying this he's saying am I still good am I still good and am I still good to you? Because think about it. If the things you have worshipping have been stripped away and God is not enough, because God in my prayer times, my closet times, God has spoken to me, Am I enough? I mean, even as a pastor, I mean, man, I, I'm I'm the outreach guy. I'm the guy that gets resared out to meet people and shake hands with people and love on you and 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 that's how I'm wired. And now they're telling me i got to stay six feet apart from somebody? Man, talking about a depression for Pastor Joe. You know? It's been stripped away. God, why? But what is it? Am I addicted to ministry, or am I in love with Jesus Christ, the Lord of all? Where am I putting my worth to? Because Tonight, talking about real worship during this season. I mean, so many of us had plans, right? You had plans for ministry. Many of you had weddings that were canceled. So many of us had plans when it comes to businesses, graduations, sports schedules, promotions, many careers that been put on hold. And you've been stripped from everything. And when those things happen, you know, it's a wake-up call, isn't it? It's a wake-up call. And, man, I think that's what God has done in 2020. He wants us to give us some clear focus, some vision. He wants us to wake us up to what we're really, really worshiping about, what we're really, really about. Because in a way, the church kind of has been sleeping. We haven't been about these things like we should. And I think for many of us, we've matured in that aspect, is that our priorities have been shifted in a good way. Things that I valued so much at the beginning of the year have completely changed by the end of the year. And that's a good thing. Amen? And God is waking his church up to what is true, faith, hope, and love. When I think of um, waking up, I, um, I brought my, my, my kids up. Okay, if you're online, who, who knows the bear snores on, right? To all of our parents, you know, kind of some more of a new school book. That would re- kind of book where you read to your kids and they don't know how to read, but they read it to you because they memorized it, you've read it so many times you know, and I'm reminded of this book called The Bear Snores On and uh, my son Kaden was the one who would really read me this book, and it's all about this bear that's sleeping in this, this den you know, he's hibernating, and the mouses and everybody goes in, they're having a party in there but the bear snores on and of course once the bear wakes up you know, it's like party is over right? And he growls, and he rumbles, and he snores. You know, you're getting the book, right? And then, and sure enough, he, he, he's awakened. And then the bear's awake, and everybody else falls asleep, and that's the end of the story. But he goes on, the, and then he goes, and the people snore on, you know? But I believe it's, it's an important, because I believe that's what God wants to do in 2021. He wants to awaken us to the things of his kingdom, amen? He wants to awaken us. There's nothing more important in your life than to know God. And to serve Him with all of your heart. There's nothing more important to share and to love Him. And you can learn more about that love as you read in John chapter 14 and John chapter 17. And, you know, if I, so, but the worst thing in your life is to worship idols. The worst thing in your life is to put your time and energies and things that are temporal. That don't build you up and build others up. Is not knowing God. And so when you see your kids that are, you know, doing bad, when, when you see them, you know, messing with things that you know they're going to cause destruction in their life, as a good parent, what do you do? You take it away. You remove it the, from in their lives. And I think of what, a lot of what God has been doing, he has used it. I mean, God is not in, into this pandemic. He does not, he's not the author of this. This is just, for, this is just ugly. But God can use it, Amen. He could take all things, and he could use evil for good. And for many of us, God's been stripping these things of false worship, allowing us to focus, allowing us to grow, because He's a loving, good God. You know, um, when I think of stripping things away, uh, many of you know that you know I've um, I don't quite have all of my fingers on my hands. You know, um, I've uh, I've um, I'm not one thing about like you know staying away and and stripping things is like my family doesn't really let me use sharp objects like knives and saws and some of you are laughing because you might know the reason is because i've i've kind of cut off a few fingers and and it's been kind of interesting over the years to the point where you know at our kids camps the kids have a, a song about about pastor joe going to heaven you know and if you guys know the song it says no you can't get to heaven if you might know it with Pastor Joe, you say, with Pastor Joe, say it, with Pastor Joe, no, you can't get to heaven, no, you can't get to heaven, they say, sing with me, with Pastor Joe, no, you can't get to heaven with Pastor Joe, because you got to have 10 fingers to go, you know, <laughs> all my sins are a walk, I've been redeemed, and so, yeah, so I kind of, yeah, true story, I got one of my, my thumbs, you know, chopped off here, doing, doing a, you know, Pinewood Derby car, and, and uh, I went to the doctor, and Pastor Kim said, yeah, Pastor Joe cut his thumb off, and he needs to go to the ER. And I did, and I went to the ER, and they said, oh, we're going to have to amputate. And I said, can you keep it on? They go, no. I go, can you try? I go, no. I go, I'm, I'm a pastor. I got people praying for me at the church. And she rolled her eyes, the a doctor, and it's a long story short. But it was a miracle. She was able to get it back on. So I got my little stubby here. But, um, but I got some other ones. But the whole point is this, is that th- the thing is this, is that, You know, stay away from sharp objects. (laughs) Stay away from saws, right? But this is the truth. I believe for many of you this past year, what has been manifesting is there's certain things you need to be staying away from. They're not good for you. And we've learned some hard lessons. But if we can heed from the Lord, if we can take those things as he challenges us, that for many of us, we're a completely different person than we were than when we started this year. We have different values and a different focus. You know, Romans says that everything that's been happening this past year, he goes, we rejoice in our sufferings in Romans 5, verses 3 to 5, knowing that the suffering produces endurance, endurance produces character, character produces hope, and hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. That's what's been manifesting in these, in these days. And I want to I close with this, uh, one of my favorite chapters in the Bible of what you are going to expect going into 2021. And here, here it is. Here's a reminder of who you are and what to expect going into 2021. And the first one is this, that you have been forgiven, you have been set free. It says, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ. Right, that we, the blood of we, tonight we get to, to do just that is that for those who are in Christ that we have been set free you got to settle that you know, we made some mistakes in 2020 but the blood of Jesus covers all the blood of Jesus covers all walk in that freedom we have in Christ understand that number two is that you're a child of God and that you've been adopted into the family of God it says that we do not receive a, a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear but you have received the spirit of adoption uh, by who we cry out, Abba, Father. Abba, Father. And then in 2021, he promises this in, in chapter 8, verse 18. He says, in this life, we will have trouble. It's going to be a challenging year, guys. It's going to be a challenging year. But he says this, for I consider the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. It's going to be super challenging and super hard, but God is with us. Amen? And nothing, nothing can overcome. Nothing can hurt more than when we have Jesus with us. And then he continues this. And and the last thing is God is working it out. He says in verse 28 that we know that for those who love God, all things work together for the good, for those who are called according to his purpose. Hmm. Hmm. You know, there's a a story where, you know, this rich young man comes into Jesus and says, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus says, you got to be perfect. He starts pushing his button, just like God's been pushing our buttons tonight. You got to be thankful. You got to have patience. Man, those are all tough things for me to do because he's getting to the root of the issue. And he's asking him. He thought he was a really good person. And he looks at him he goes, you know what, there's something you're worshiping more than anything, and of course that was money. He goes, you want to follow me? Sell all you have and give to the poor. Because money was his God. Money was his object. And the Bible says that he went away. He, he, he couldn't do it. You know, don't let anything hinder your worship for 2021. You know, Jesus oftentimes in the most heaviest, darkest moments, he's doing the greater good. And people question Jesus. Today, people are questioning God, trying to make sense of it all. You know, when Lazarus died, they accused, he says, this is your fault. (laughs) Where were you? If you were here, Lazarus, my brother, would not have died. And what did Jesus say? No, this is happening for a greater good. I'm doing something you don't understand, something that you don't understand in this moment. You will down the road, and that's a word for many of you tonight. God is doing something you don't understand right now, but down the road you will. I think when Jesus was sleeping on the boat in the midst of the storm, talk about wild times, right? You guys know it snowed in Orange County the other day, isn't that wild? You know, I'm not making it up. I saw Heidi Hunts pictures. You know, it's there. You know, but it's true. They looked at him and they, and they accused Jesus. What are you doing? We're perishing and dying. You're sleeping on the boat. There's anxiety, there's stress, and many of you were in the same boat. We have known what to do. And what does Jesus do? They're accusing him. Why don't you do something about it? He gets up, speaks to the storm, calms the storms. Later on, he says, Oh, you little faith. You see, God is doing a work. You know, Jesus keeps telling them, these things are going to happen. But maybe this year, it's been about stripping away idols, stripping away monuments. You've been building your kingdom, but God wants to build his kingdom. Amen? Because this is about, God, God, get ready. Because such as much challenges are going to happen, More, the more heaviness, the more glory God wants to show himself faithful. So yes, I didn't really care that much about 2020 either. But I'm grateful for it. I'm thankful for it. There's some lessons to be learned. And I believe I am more focused today than I've ever been in my whole life. About ministry, about who I am, about what God wants to do in my life. And I believe that's the same for all of you too. For most of you even if you're watching online, that you're saying, I'm seeing more clearly. You know, I'm still in the process. And I'm trying to get to that place where nothing in this world satisfies. Nothing in this world. And so is God still good at the end of 2020? What do you guys think, church? Yes, yes he is. Yes, he is. In fact, he says this. So he goes and he challenges them. He closes us out in our chapter 5. He says, do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophecies, but test everything. Hold fast to what is good. Abstain from every form of evil. Now may the God of peace receive that himself. Sanctify you completely. And may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. He calls you, is faithful. He will surely do it, brothers. Pray for us. Greet all the brothers, well, with a holy kiss. I guess you blow the kiss. I, I put you under the oath before the Lord to have this letter read to all the brothers. And so we're reading it to you tonight. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. God's grace, amen? You know, we're, um, this is one of the, my, my favorite times during um, our New Year's services. We are gonna go ahead and um, get ready to do communion, and we're gonna be giving you scripture promises at this point. And we're, we're, not gonna, we're, not, we're not closing up. We're just getting ready. In fact, if you're at home, I want to encourage you to, at this time, um, the worship team going to come on up. And we're going we're gonna to de- live this out. Amen? We're going to live out our worship. And maybe this is a time where you need to lay some idols down, whether it be fear, whether it be faith, whether it be hope, whether it be things, that, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes that you lay them down tonight. Things that have been stripped away, false dreams, false hopes. Broken promises, hurts, pains. Tonight's a night of renewal. If anyone's in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone, the new has what? Come. We're going to enter into 2021 operating just as the Apostle Paul saying, that's who I am. That's, who I'm, that's how I'm wired. And so we're going to have a time of, of worship. But in your um, communion, um, there's a baggie with your communion cup, and there's a, a scripture card for you for the year. For every single person that's here, and if you're online, I'm going to tell you what we're going to do after we sing this worship song. So let's take some time, let's worship, and then after the elements get out, we're going to um, take them together. Amen. So let's worship. Let's all stand and worship.
1: Are thankful for that word? Amen. Opportunity to show gratitude right now to the Lord for all that he's doing.
2: Thank you for your mercy. There's no lift up the name of Jesus, Jesus, lift up the name of Jesus, fill this room with the holy name of Jesus, Jesus.
0: time that we would have everybody kind of line up and our prayer teams would um, come on out and we'd pray over every family and give each every one of you a a scripture promise. And many of you, you have your scripture promises in your baggies and um, our prayer teams are still here. They're just online, many of them. (laughs) And so maybe if you're online, if you got a prayer request, know that they're praying for you. But I do want to um, give a scripture promise, not to those who are here, but those who are watching online. And the way I did it is, you know, we have, and by the way, we have the best scripture cards this year, too, by the way. is I've asked for um, several of the, the cards. Let me go get, grab them. And uh, usually when I would pray over the families, we would, we would kind of do the whole, like, just pick a promise and take it for the year. And so for those of you who are online, I'm going to have you pick a, pick a card, any card. And, and the way I'm going to do this is as I was praying, the Holy Spirit spoke to me that, um, that these are the scripture promises here. There, there's a variety of them. I'm going to randomly pick them and we're going to give them out to you who are online really quickly. And, the, and I think we should start with the single ladies, right? For the single ladies. And so if you're a single lady and th- this is your word for you this year. And it's Lamentations. Hey! Lamentations. Alright, so I was in the wrong chapter tonight. Chapter 3. Verses, I could get those glasses on. Verses uh, 22 to 23. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Amen? All right, men, this is for you. All the single, de- single guys out there. Your word, Deuteronomy 31.8. It is the Lord who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed. Receive that word. How about all the dads, right? So all the dads. So if dad's asleep, wake him up. Kids, wake him up. If he's in the kitchen, go grab him. Saying, hey, this is your word for the year. Your scripture promise for the year. Pastor Joe's giving it. Here it is. Are you ready? Matthew 28, 19, 20. All right, men. Go, therefore, make disciples of all nations. That's a word for someone. Some of you have been idle. Men, you've been idle. It's a wake-up call for men to go make disciples. That's what you're going to be about in 2021, is baptizing them. Oh, I'd love to see that this year. Amen? We're going to see an increase in baptism in 2021. Amen? And some of you here, in fact, that's a word for you. You need to get baptized. The Bible says if you believe, you have to be baptized. And we do it, I think, on the third Sunday. So email us, text us right now saying, I need to get baptized, and someone will follow up with you. And it says this, and behold, I will weave always, even to the end of the age. Okay, moms, is this good stuff? Is this good? Yeah. All right, moms, this one's for you. All the moms out there. First Thessalonians, hey, rejoice always. Ladies always get the good ones, right? Go, for, go mom, right? <laughs> this is our scripture for tonight. Pray without ceasing, giving thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. We're going to have some thankful moms out there, huh? Some prayer warriors. Aren't you grateful for moms that are praying? And that's a word. For many of you, that is your ministry. God's calling you. You, you Your ministry might not be something that's like, you know, up front. You're on stage. But maybe God's called you to be that intercessor. Aren't you grateful for our intercessor prayer warriors? You're going to find, the Bible says, the way up is the way down. Our battle is won on our knees. Amen? And God says that when he finds the church praying, Maranatha, oh, so come. That's all he's waiting for. Make that a commitment this year to pray. Okay, ladies. Grandmas and grandpas, right? Grandmas and grandpas, here we go. First Corinthians 16, verses 13 to 14. Be on your guard. Stand firm in the faith. Be courageous, be strong, and do everything in love. Do everything in love. I'm going to ask us to kind of take our elements And tonight we're being reminded of who we are and how we're going to respond in 2021. And the reason why the Bible always tells us to do things is we tend to forget. We're very forgetful, aren't we? You know, instead of being thankful, we whine and complain. Instead of being patient, we're quick to, instead of being slow to anger, we're quick to anger. You know, instead of us being forgiving, we're very unforgiving. And so I think Jesus knew that would be who we be, but you know you'd be in moments like this, and he says, "I want you to be reminded of who you are, of what I did for you on the cross." And so on that night, he was to be betrayed to go to the cross. He it was that Pentecost, and they, as a custom, it was they would come and they would share the the, the Passover meal, and they were being reminded when the angel of death came over by the blood of the lamb, the blood of the lamb his body that was being broken. And he said that night, like any other night, he says, that. but this tonight, church, this is my body. This will be my body that will be broken for you. And so if you, if you ever question the love of God, if you have any question about hey, God's manifesting in this, but let the cross, let tonight be a reminder of God's love for you and his plans for you. And so he took the bread and he broke it. And he says, this is my body, which will be given over for you. Go ahead and take of the the bread. After he took the bread, he took the cup. He says, this is the, the cup of my new covenant. As often as you eat of the bread and drink of the cup, you're being reminded of my death and my blood that was shed for you. It's because of the blood we have forgiveness of sins. And maybe tonight you're here and you've never asked Jesus to forgive you of your sins. Maybe 2020 you've been worshiping other things. You've, you've, you've given yourself over to ugly things, painful things. You struggle with your identity. You've, you've, you've given over to the lust of the flesh, whatever it may be. It's because of the blood that we can have forgiveness. It's because of the blood we have a new creation. We can have a fresh start. So even now, for whatever it is, ask Jesus to forgive you of your sins. And he says he's faithful and just to cleanse us from all sins. Thank you for the blood of Jesus that cleanses us from all sins. Amen. Drink of the cup. And the Bible says as they, uh, as that spirit fell, they went into the year. Guys, we're going to be worshipers in 2021. I think it starts tonight. Amen? Amen? So let's close in the last worship song. Let's lift our voice. Let's lift our hands. Father, we thank you. Church, begin even now to lift your voice to the Lord. Begin to thank him for all that he's done. Ask him to give you a feeling of the Holy Spirit. God, I thank you, God, that you are good and you're worthy of our worship. So tonight we give you praise. We give you praise and we thank you for the blood. We thank you, God, for your forgiveness. And we give you all of our worship. Amen? Let's worship.
1: Church be blessed, Lord. We just thank you for your presence here tonight. We thank you for the word and the encouragement, Lord. And we will go out, Lord, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything that you have commanded us, Lord, because surely you are with us until the end of the age, Amen. Amen. God is with us, God is with you, and Lord, uh, Lord, we just thank you for that promise. And church, we're going to go out and make disciples. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I can't stress it enough. Thank you. How many of you are grateful for tonight? Amen. How on, we just give a hand to the Lord. Show some gratitude for our church and for our, our just a wonderful privilege to worship our God. Man, there's so much I can say about him. Thank you, Lord. And church, be blessed. Have an amazing new year. Happy new year to all of you. And uh, how many of you guys are staying up tonight? Two people, awesome. I think I'm just gonna go to bed, but (laughs) you guys are dismissed. God bless you guys. Have an amazing evening.